Today I want to talk about why, and specifically his Twitter outburst a week or so ago, because this touches on some issues that I've been interested in and worried about for a long time. By the way, before we start, I'm working on some new audio and video content, including interviews with some interesting people um, and subjects that rarely get discussed. Um, and I think it's stuff that urgently needs discussing. So please support by subscribing to the YouTube channel, follow me on Twitter, and all that stuff. So, on to Wiley. If you still haven't heard of him, he's um, Wiley's a big, um, well-known artist in the British grime scene, and he's been around for a while. He's had some big hits. I even quoted lyrics from one of his hits in my book, Porn Panic. If you'd like to know which um, lyrics and which tune I quoted, and why I was quoting grime lyrics in a book about um, pornography and feminism and identity politics, You'll have to buy the book, which you can do at Amazon and all good bookshops. Or you can get a signed copy by supporting me at Patreon. The reason Wiley's been in the news is that he went on a, a rant, a massive rant on social media against Jews. And he said some very hateful things about Jews and repeated a bunch of anti-Semitic myths. Judging from the Instagram videos he made, um, he was in some kind of a state. I'm not going to speculate about which kind of a state he was in. Um, and this ranting went on for over a day. Some of the tweets were about his manager, um, John Wolfe, who's Jewish, so it looked like he might have had some kind of dispute. And some of them were kind of general anti-Jew comments. But some went much further than that. A lot of attention's been paid to a tweet saying Jews should hold some corn, which means get shot. And you can't get much closer to inciting racial violence than that. There was another tweet which was mostly ignored and just as sinister um, when he said, quote, I am the original Stamford Hill gang. For those who don't know, Stamford Hill is a place in East London with a large Hasidic Jewish community. And while his tweet seems to refer to a series of violent attacks on Jews by supporters of extreme black nationalist groups. So last year, a black nationalist cult called the Black Hebrew Israelites turned up in Stamford Hill and began aggressively ranting at some of the local people. And then in December, a rabbi was seriously beaten up by two young men shouting, kill the Jews. There was another incident uh, where some men got on a bus and punched a few Jewish school children. And there was another incident on a bus where a teenage girl was kicked in the chest by a couple of men. And it's been even worse in America. Black nationalist groups in the States have been involved in a series of attacks on Jews, including a mass shooting in New Jersey last December that left six people dead. Synagogues have been vandalised during Black Lives Matter protests. So Wiley was at the very least supporting this violence and intimidation, if not suggesting he was actually involved in it, and I'd like to know the answer. But either way, he went way past any line of acceptability. I'm very much a free speech advocate um, and I support people's rights to express ideas, even those that might be seen as offensive or racist or otherwise bigoted. But direct incitement to violence of this kind is a clear no-no. Wiley's call was a call for racial violence, which is clearly illegal and clearly we don't need that. The issue of anti-Semitism and racism in black politics has interested and worried me for a long time. My social circle has always been very mixed, predominantly black in fact, since my teenage years back in the late 70s onwards. 
And so it isn't a surprise to me that this kind of racism exists. I know this kind of racism exists. The only thing that puzzles me is why almost nobody is talking about it. Over the past eight to 10 years, I've seen and experienced rising levels of racism among my black social circles. And this appears to have been directly triggered by the rise of a racist ideology known as intersectionality or critical race theory, or now better known as wokeness. It deliberately sets out to create division and resentment between racial groups by putting arbitrarily into categories of oppressed or privileged based entirely on their skin colour, not on their experience, just on, on their race, their colour. Including a rule, one of the rules of wokeness literally says black people can't be racist, which is an incredibly stupid and racist thing to say because what possible outcome could you expect? It literally gives a green light to racism by setting different standards of behaviour for white people and non-whites, which any race anti-racist will tell you is, is just unacceptable. You cannot set different rules of behaviour for people based on, based on their race. This kind of segregationist ideology will always lead to racist division and friction, and that's what's happening now. And this is why people like Wiley, because he's not the only one, feel entitled to spread race hate in this way. We in Britain have one of the most racially integrated and peaceful societies in the world. Most British people, black, white, whatever, are not racist, but some people are, of all races. And in these woke times, some people actually feel entitled to be racist. They're actually encouraged by this ideology to be racist, as if they believe that past division and past oppression can be corrected by hate, hundred, like decades or centuries later. So I've personally watched this evolve, even among my own friends and acquaintances. And as the woke sickness has spread and people have got bolder, the racism has become worse and it's become more mainstream. It's become acceptable to accept, to express anti-white feelings and it's become fashionable to bait white people. And some white people are quite justifiably resentful about that because attacking people for nothing more than the color of their skin is racist. And, if, and it's not just at the grassroots level. This isn't just on Twitter but it's happening in the mass media as well. But a lot of that anti-white sentiment has been an obvious cover for anti-Jewish sentiment. They replace the word Jewish with white and somehow that, that, that kind of gets them away from anti-Semitism accusations. The concept of white privilege, which has been around a few years and which I've always felt was a, a racist, malicious idea, has now evolved into Jewish privilege, predictably. And recently the hashtag Jewish privilege actually tend, trended on Twitter. And nobody should be surprised that wokeness has ended up here. Anti-Semitism is a conspiracy theory that has always relied on portraying Jews as a privileged group with power. That's how it works. And it was clear a while ago that the woke white privilege, white supremacy um, narrative was very close to anti-Semitism in the way it was, it was used to create a sense of, of a privileged elite oppressing everybody else and that the way it was used to then stoke resentment and anger so the fact that all this anti-white racism has now morphed into anti-Jewish racism shouldn't surprise anybody. The whole point of intersectionality was to, to divide us by race. And, it's un and unsurprisingly, Jews end up being singled out for special treatment. Many people don't realise that <clears throat> in the US and UK at least, most of the strongest anti-Semitism isn't from the neo-Nazi far right, but from extreme black nationalist groups like the Nation of Islam and the Black Hebrew Israelites. These groups are fundamentally and unashamedly racist, 
And in the woke era, they've been flaunting their racism because remember, according to the woke rules, black people can't be racist. These groups, and these groups, the NOI and the BHI, have always hated whites and Jews and made no bones about it. And in their system of racial classification, whites are evil and Jews are the worst kind of white people. So everything that they say about whites is also designed to be interpreted about Jews. This needs to be understood. When wokeys talk about whiteness, they often mean Jews. Wiley also referred to, the uh, to a conspiracy theory propagated by the black Hebrew Israelites, which claims that Israel actually belongs to black people. So as if we didn't have enough problems in the Middle East with Jews and Arabs competing for, the, for a piece of land, now grime and hip-hop artists want a slice as well. Their, mytho their, mytho <clears throat> their mythology, difficult word to say sometimes, goes a bit like this. The original Hebrews of the Middle East were black, but then some white Jews turned up and wiped them out and stole their culture, their language, their buildings, their holy books. And Shazam, the original black Hebrews, have been replaced by evil white Jews. And of course, it should go without saying that this is gibberish and none of this actually happened, but some people get, seem to get their education from WhatsApp or Facebook or YouTube, and a lot of people believe all of this stuff. So among these groups, their hatred for Jews is deep and wide. They believe that we stole their culture and they want revenge. And bit by bit, their anti-Semitism has become more and more obvious. And these groups have been growing fast and increasingly they've come into the mainstream. A decade or so ago, I began to see how widespread these views were in the music community. I was a music photographer and I tended to follow the music I loved, which included soul, jazz, hip-hop, broken beat, uh, afrobeat, reggae, dub, ska, jungle, garage, sometimes even a bit of grime. I've been into this music for decades. This is my scene. So as a, a photographer, I had a big social network in the London black music um, scenes where I felt comfortable and I was made welcome and I felt at home and I still know many people from that time. But I remember one day, maybe eight years ago, there was a discussion about Louis Farrakhan on a hip-hop group and I was amazed by how many people expressed open support for this guy. Um, Louis Farrakhan, for people who don't know, is the leader in America of a wealthy and powerful cult called the Nation of Islam. And Farrakhan preaches hatred against white people and Jews. Um, the Nation of Islam actually believes that white people um, are actually the result of a scientific experiment by a black scientist thousands of years ago. I mean, their ideology is, is crazy, but um, people believe this stuff. It wasn't like I'd never encountered NOI people before Facebook came along. I've been bumping into them ever since the 1990s, and I was under no illusion about them. They're racist, they're hostile towards white people, and if you happen to pass a Nation of Islam paper seller while walking with your black girlfriend, you'll be under no illusions that racial mixing makes them feel very unhappy. These people are racists, they're segregationists. But my attitude has always been that you reach out to people with racist viewpoints and talk to them and treat them as fellow human beings and listen to their grievances because screaming in people's faces isn't a good way to change their mind and this applies to white racists, black racists, any, any type of racist you like. And it's much harder for people to hate whites and Jews when there's an actual white Jewish person sitting in front of them, listening to them and talking to them. So on this hip-hop group, I started talking with some NOI supporters and challenging their viewpoints <clears throat> and asking why it was acceptable to support a racist like Farrakhan if you're claiming you don't like racism. 
and the attitude was like, how is this any of your business anyway? This is a black discussion. Black, white people don't belong here. So they're saying it's none of my business to challenge racism or anti-Semitism on a music group. Yes, it's my business. And I had people telling me that Jews, all Jews are racist and people telling me that black people aren't allowed in synagogues, so why should they treat me any better than we would treat them? Which isn't true, it's nonsense. My wife and my best friend are both black and they've attended numerous family events in synagogues with me and at family gatherings and the truth is black people are welcome in synagogues and at Jewish gatherings in general. And by the way, some Jews are black anyway. So, look, I offered to take an NOI supporter to a synagogue and in return I asked to be invited to an NOI temple, temple because this is how you tackle racism, people. Not by blocking or shouting insults, but by talking to people and reaching out to hand of friendship. Um, but obviously no one took me up on my offer. And to be honest, it was unlikely that I would be welcomed into a Nation of Islam temple anyway. And eventually I was blocked from the group because ultimately um, discussion of racism in a hip hop group was okay, but challenging people on their racism wasn't okay. <clears throat> and after that I found more and more of these racist discussions among black friends on Facebook and often they included people I knew not just sneering anti-white comments and lies about Jewish people but anti-Asian comments, slurs against mixed race people slurs against black people who marry non-black people every type of racism so this wasn't just some fringe way of thinking these ideas <clears throat> which come from extreme racist organisations were leaking into the general discourse and becoming mainstream. And even though Farrakhan was becoming more and more openly racist, it became fashionable to like him. And I have friends who can't see the problem. They say, okay, Farrakhan says some bad things, but I agree with some of his stuff, which to me is like saying, oh yeah, well, Nick Griffin is racist, but his, his ideas on railway nationalization are pretty cool. Yeah, I got time for him. I got time for Nick Griffin. Oh yeah, Hitler did some bad things, but don't forget, he was also a keen environmentalist. You know, we shouldn't write off everything he did just because he murdered a bunch of a few million people. And it's like Farrakhan refers to Jews as termites, which suggests that we're an infestation, which suggests that we need to be wiped out. It's a blatant dog whistle, and it's designed to make anti-Semitism normal and acceptable. And everyone pretends not to hear this stuff or not to pretend or pretend or they pretend they don't know what it means. Nobody with a genuine belief in anti-racism would stand by this man, but a lot of people do. When Farrakhan got banned from Facebook, a number of my friends expressed their outrage. The same people who find racism in almost anything will suddenly, blind, suddenly become blind and deaf to actual, genuine, hardcore race hate. So Wiley's outburst wasn't, wasn't especially a shock to me because I've seen and heard a lot of this kind of thing over the past few years, including from friends. And I've had these discussions a lot, and I know a lot of black people have been talking about it um, and are concerned about it because I've had these discussions with black people. But the truth is that these discussions within the black community need to become louder and more public and more open. And more people, more black people need to come out and challenge these groups. I understand that black communities often feel judged and under pressure and try not to wash dirty linen in public. But this is serious. This isn't just about Wiley. In the past few weeks, as the Black Lives Matter thing has rocketed, so have these anti-white, anti-Jewish, pro-segregationist attitudes. Just in the past few weeks, a whole list of black celebrities have made anti-Semitic statements or been photographed with Louis Farrakhan. And every time someone writes a tweet about how white Jews stole Israel from black people, 
you get a load of comments like, okay, maybe Wiley wouldn't have said, said, shouldn't have said that on Twitter, but it's the truth though. No, it isn't the truth. You just seen some meme shared by your friends on fake WhatsApp that so many times, so many times that you just assumed it was true and just decided to keep sharing it on. These things aren't true. And neither is it true, by the way, because you'd have heard these ones as well, that the slave trade was mostly funded by Jews. And neither is it true that most slave owners in America were Jewish. It's not even true, as I saw someone say on WhatsApp the other day, that Tommy Robinson is Jewish. We have enough problems without him on board. It's crazy and it's sad that some people within the black British community, which is only a small part of the British population, have decided to turn against and bully a community that's a fraction the size of the black community. Literally, all the black and Jewish people in the UK are less than 4% of the total. The little isolated, lonely Hasidic community in Stamford Hill, which isn't big or rich or powerful, is being attacked by members of extreme black nationalist groups, punching and kicking kids on their way to school, beating people up in the street, and while he's boasting as if he thinks this is good, big man, nabrav, lawit. People need to speak out against this racism, and I mean black people, white people, Jewish, Indian, Chinese, Muslim, whatever, and we need to reclaim some of the unity that we, have a f that we had until a few years ago, and which was fractured and broken by the Black Lives Matter movement and its intersectional hatred. Because how can a movement that claims to be about ra against racism be so tolerant of racists? That makes no sense. We need a new movement, a united, universalist, anti-racist, pro-equality movement that speaks to, for everyone who experiences discrimination or race hate. I'll say to Jewish friends, it's understandable that you're anxious about this. I've seen the anxiety expressed on Facebook, but too much anxiety isn't good for you. And we're already a people prone to, to anxiety. Talk to your black friends about your background and explain why the Holocaust is still fresh in our memory and about what Wiley's outburst means to you. And if you have a, don't have a black friend, it's about time you found one. These discussions need to happen. And also, by the way, talk to your Jewish friends and challenge anti-black feelings that they might be having as a result of Wiley's outburst, because that isn't useful at all. We need to find unity. I'd say to my woke Black Lives Matter supporting white friends, it's great that you want to take a stand against racism, protest for Black Lives, um, protest for Black Lives Matter, and all that stuff. But standing up to racism means standing for equality. Unless you hold black people to the exact same standards that you hold white people, you are a racist. Treating black people as if they're children who don't know any better than this behavior is racism. Staying silent in the face of racism by black people because you don't think black people should be expected to behave like white people is racism. Anti-racism means holding all people of all races to the same standards of behavior. I'd say to my black friends, I'm grateful to Wiley because he's exposed something I've been seeing for years and trying to speak out against and it's been a difficult thing to speak out against this. Anyone who, get, who calls out this racism will get attacked as a race traitor or they're told they're not pro-black. And that's something to be proud of as far as I'm concerned because I'm, I'm not pro-black. Pro-blackness is a racist segregationist concept. I'm not pro-black, I'm anti-racist. I see you, regardless of what color and race, religion you are, as my equal. You can't be pro-black and anti-racist. You have to pick one. It's on black, black people to challenge this hatred. It's your cousins nephews, brothers who, like Wiley, are falling into hateful ways of thinking and becoming attra attracted by hate groups. 
I think most black people are aware of this racism, but most are unaware of how deep it goes or how much it's affecting race relations. The people at the receiving end of this antagonism aren't white racists, but people of all races, people like me, who have spent our lives around black people in black circles and have dedicated our lives to fighting racism. I've spoken to many black friends about this one-on-one. -on -one. I know this stuff gets discussed quietly behind closed doors, but we can't hear those discussions. They need to take place openly and loudly. These racist cults, the Nation of Islam and the Black Hebrew Israelites, are dripping their racist poison into black communities and it's getting worse and it's getting dangerous. Even after Wiley's outburst, I've seen almost no condemnation. I've even seen people showing him support or trying to apologize for him. But the main response has been a wall of silence. I understand the instinct to defend a black man who's clearly going through some kind of anguish, but it's time to speak out. You need to speak out. We, British people of all communities, fought together against the National Front, the British National Party, the English Defence League and other hate groups. And now it's time to take on this new brand of fascism. Okay, this is Jerry Barnett signing out. If you'd like to read some of the history behind this issue, I wrote an article um, called Anti-Semitism and Black Nationalism for ARIO magazine. And there's an audio version of that article on my YouTube channel. And you can help me produce more content by supporting me at Patreon. Um, I'll add links in the YouTube comments for this video. And um, so that's it. Peace. One love.